Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. The other day, we told you about a president, none other than Ulysses S. Grant, who had been arrested, yes, arrested, while in office. His crime? Speeding through Washington, D.C. on his horse and carriage. We told you this because history has a funny and fascinating way of shedding light on the present, like questions about whether our current president could be indicted. So here's how weird history can really be. What if I told you that the president who was arrested, Grant, the hero of the Civil War, was also the same guy who fired a special prosecutor? Well, it happened. In 1875, more than 140 years before the current special counsel investigation led by Robert Mueller, Grant was under siege with a variety of scandals during his second term. Financiers with connections to Grant tried to corner the gold market, leading to the 1869 gold panic. There was a railroad scandal involving bribes for contracts that implicated Grant's vice president, Shiler Koufax. And then came the whiskey ring, a nasty bit of alleged wrongdoing involving millions of dollars of stolen revenue from alcohol taxes. Here's what went down. Grant had appointed an old friend, General John McDonald, as supervisor of the Treasury Department's internal revenue operations in St. Louis. But really, his main job was to boost Republican efforts to re-elect Grant. McDonald organized so-called whiskey rings in several parts of the country to siphon off money from the 70 cents per gallon federal tax on alcohol sales. How'd he do this? Mainly by underreporting alcohol sales and then funneling the extra money to the Republican Party. After the 1872 election, which Grant won, the whiskey rings became an ongoing criminal operation with many government officials and whiskey distillers profiting. In mid-1874, the Treasury Secretary discovered the loss of more than $4 million in tax revenue in two years. He also found evidence in the form of coded telegrams linking the scheme, or at least the knowledge of it, to Grant's personal secretary and best pal, General Orville Babcock. When Grant saw the evidence, he refused to believe it. Still, the president urged the Treasury Secretary to continue the investigation, saying, let no guilty man escape if it can be avoided. To show there wasn't any conflict of interest, Grant appointed America's first special prosecutor, Republican Senator John B. Henderson of Illinois. Henderson convened a grand jury in St. Louis and soon began indicting and convicting scores of people. McDonald, the whiskey ring organizer, was among those who went to jail. 
Then things got very, very uncomfortable for Grant. The special prosecutor zeroed in on his personal secretary, as well as members of the president's family. Fellow Republicans began complaining about a rebel Grant jury that was out to get the president. Finally, in mid-December 1875, the special prosecutor indicted Babcock on charges of defrauding the government. In remarks to the court, Henderson also hinted at possible interference by the president. Grant was furious. He ordered Attorney General Edwards Pierpont to fire Henderson, and he did. The firing set off a public outcry, at least in Democratic circles. Henderson, when asked why he was fired, told the New York Herald, I can only account for it by Grant's madness and desire for revenge on hearing of the indictment of General Babcock. One newspaper mocked Grant's own words, saying he apparently meant, let no guilty man escape unless he lives in the palace. Meanwhile, Grant remained adamant that his old friend Babcock was innocent. He stunned colleagues at a cabinet meeting when he said he would go to St. Louis to testify at Babcock's trial. Instead, both sides agreed to question the president at the White House in February of 1876. It was the only time that a sitting U.S. president has testified in a criminal trial. Thanks largely to Grant's testimony, the jury acquitted the obviously guilty Babcock. As for Grant, he blamed the whole thing on the media. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. This episode was adapted from a story written by Ronald G. Schaefer for The Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.